And welcome, everyone, once again to another edition of the Indiana Football Coaches Association's official podcast. Cue the music. There we go. That's what we needed to make this all happen. At any rate, we'd like to welcome everyone to this edition of the Indiana Football Coaches Association's official podcast. And uh, today we're going to be talking about a very interesting subject and something that, of course, is taking into effect uh, within the next couple of weeks. And I'm sure it's been going on even several weeks before this, maybe even as much as a year before this. But today we're going to be talking about coaching changes across the state. And um, my statistician and my guy that looks up all this interesting information, Hall of Fame coach Ted Huber is going to be along. And we're going to talk about the coaching changes that have happened across the state in each one of the classes which includes somewhere around 40 different uh, people are involved in coaching changes throughout the state. So we'll be discussing that, and we'll also talk about uh, some things coming up uh, in the near future on the podcast. So stay tuned. It's going to be an interesting show. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We'll be right back. Big Cat Promotions is a promotional and fundraising distributor of well over 100,000 products. Everything from megaphones to stadium cushions, player posters, we can give you a quote on any promotional or fundraising item you can think of. Koozies, mini footballs, helmet and locker stickers, Big Cat Promotions has got you covered. So the next time you need or are considering a promotional or a fundraising product, give me, the Big Cat, a call. And we will give you a quote from a number of vendors so you can shop and compare. Big Cat Promotions, 574-551-5916. That's 574-551-5916. Call today. Big Cat Promotions is a proud sponsor of the official podcast of the Indiana Football Coaches Association. And welcome back, everybody. And uh, my, as I promised, uh, my podcast partner, Hall of Fame coach Ted Huber, is now with us. And uh, we are talking about, uh, as I also promised, the coaching changes that have taken a, a place across the state of Indiana. And uh, Coach Huber, before we get into the details, and there are some somewhere around 40 is the information you sent me, uh, people that have uh, made our schools that have made coaching changes. Let's talk a little bit about uh, what it takes uh, to be uh, a head football coach. And you have been that, so you are a great source of information. So you kind of lead the way here. Okay. Uh, first of all, there's 55 coaching coaching changes. Oh wow! Okay, okay. 55. Ten of them. Ten of the 55 uh, have moved from one job to another. Okay. Okay. So that means that they are not first-time head coaches. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first-time head coaches, I think, are. Uh, what we want to start with here about, you know, uh, as a sense, uh, you know, you want to get your head coaching job. Okay. And I tried to sit down and think about, uh, my first head coaching job. And, uh, that was a hundred years ago. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, something that, uh, was not, uh, easy to think about, but, uh, I, I think that, uh, here are some ideas that I have, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, jump in. Yeah, sure. Uh, here's some ideas I have. I have, uh, uh, an idea that the, the big word here is relationships. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, develop a relationship 
with the assistant coaches and their and their families, right? Especially their wives, if you know what I'm talking about there, because <laughs> we talked about that uh, previously. Okay, yeah. Um, develop a relationship with the players, right? Okay, and their families, uh, with the administration, with the faculty, with the the two most important groups of people in a school are the cooks and the janitors. Right. Right. Okay. I mean, people <laughs> that don't know what, what we're talking about here, uh, that is not far fetched because, no. uh, you know, as, as we think about you and I think about when we got together at Warsaw, mm-hmm. um, you know, who were the people that were the most influential, uh, and, Cooks and janitors jump right up at the top. You bet. Okay. Uh, Shirley, if you will, uh, was really one of our favorites. Right. And then um, there's a key word here, I think, that we talked about also, and it's called loyalty. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Uh, loyalty is probably, first of all, loyalty is a two-way street. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you're, if you're going to be successful, you got to have loyal people around you. So. Right. Right. Anyway, um, you know, what do you think of that list? Well, I think it's a great list uh, and it's, you know, spot on as far as it goes to, you know, the fundamentals of what you have to have once you get the job. Uh, Another thing that I wanted to focus a little bit on is um, I've been uh, set on uh, some committees where coaches have been interviewed for a job, a head football coaching job. And uh, the the people that came in to interview for the – particular job that I was in on, I mean, uh, they came in with uh, their playbooks. They came in with uh, their defensive strategy, their offensive uh, playbooks, um, how important was specialty. I mean, they had a really, every one of them, even uh, one of them who has never been a head coach, um, you know, he had his plan and uh, he was there to present it to us. And uh, as you know, and I know, um, it's crucial to have kind of a roadmap uh, of what you want to do as a head coach. And then, you know, that's at the bottom of the list as far as, I mean, you need to have that obviously, but what you're talking about is, you know, you can, it doesn't make any difference what kind of program you got outlined or how many books you got on whatever. If you don't have the relationships that you've just talked about, if that's not there, then, you know, you're, you are, you know, spitting in the wind. I mean, it's just not, not going to happen. So I think that's crucial yeah, the, what you're saying. Yeah. You know, the word organization jumps up there with, you know, have a plan. Sure. Uh, you know, uh, stick to it. You know, the practice schedules, if you will. Uh, you know, I got stories about practice schedules, <laughs> um, you know, about the athletic director who was, uh, very uh, instrumental in uh, evaluating me. He said, you know, um, with the with five being the top and and one being the low, he said I got rated a four one time for practice schedules. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it, you know, it was just I said, hey, I just, you know, it's something that I, I uh, it's kind of personal to me. Right. But if you uh, if you want to see a practice schedule that I've had. I've got every practice schedule I've ever had as a head football right, coach. Right. And so he kind of backed off. If you'll remember. Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, it's, 
it's, uh, you know, and I think um, one thing that's it's very, very, very important uh, is the KISS theory. Mm-hmm. Um, keep it simple, stupid. Absolutely. Uh, it's not what you know, it's uh, what the kids know. Right. And, um, you know, you can talk about probably the three major things, being offense, defense, and kicking game. And if, in fact, uh, they know uh, what you want, uh, you'll remember that uh, I think it was the first year that we were at Warsaw. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were two and a half weeks into uh, end of the season, and uh, we had not put in a blitz yet. Right. And uh, it was, uh, you know, guys were saying, hey, coach, you know, and I said, hey, we got to get lined up. Right. You know? Sure. And uh, so the bottom line is uh, all these things that we threw out here, uh, you know, you can know everything about everything. And like you said, you can read books and you can you can spout philosophies and probably even more so now with all the with all the uh, resource that you have on the Internet and uh you know, the things that you can, you can listen to coaches talk about. And, uh, but what you know is not as important as what the kids know. So anyway, uh, I just thought this would be a good way to lead it off because, um, if, you know, if young coaches are listening to this, uh, maybe if we can just, uh, change one of them's minds from trying to be, uh, you know, trying to be era Parsegan at Notre Dame or something like that. Right. Uh, that we would be doing them a service. Right. So Absolutely. Well, and then, you know, uh, we've talked about some of the bare essentials and the really meat of the whole thing, but then there's all of these other variables that fit into it, and, and it all leads back to what you started with, relationships, especially with your relationships with your kids and stuff, the situations that they have with their families. Um, you know, maybe they come from a split home. Maybe they don't have parents. Maybe... Uh, they're adopted. Whatever the situation is, uh, maybe they're gonna bre- maybe they're breaking up with their girlfriend. I mean, there's just all kinds of outside um, uh, influences that can impact them. And a lot of times, the head coach is the guy that they come to and talk to because the head coach becomes somewhat of a father figure, if not the father figure for. Uh, kids um, because they're looking for direction and that kind of thing. So you, you got to throw that in there and that's uh, a big part of it. And that's all part of the relationship that you're talking. Once you can establish uh, the relationship that the kids understand that you're there for them and not only you, but your assistants too. And I know a number of times uh, we as younger coaches, when we were, I was working with you, I mean, you were made it very clear to us that, you know, we got to treat these kids. You can't be barking and yelling at them all the time. You got to love them too a little bit and let them know that you really care about them. And uh, that was certainly something that you taught me uh, early on there in in dealing with uh, the young people that we deal with. So there's just a lot of variables involved in this process. And when these guys that are making their coaching changes from one school to another, or if this is their first time in, uh, you know, these are things that they really need to do need to pay attention to because it's going to, it's going to make your program, uh, it's going to make you or break you, or we'll have a great deal to do with it for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, I can't add to that. I, I agree a hundred percent. So, yeah. uh, as we look at the coaching changes, right. Uh, you know, we've got a list of 10 coaches here who, 
went from one job to another. Okay. okay? Which means that they will not have, they will not uh, be first time coaches. Right. Okay. Like for instance, Leo high school, mm-hmm. uh, one of the best coaching jobs, one of the best programs in the state of Indiana in 4A, um, Leo, uh, Jason Dorkler went from Fort Wayne, uh, Northrop to Leo. Right. Okay. So, uh, bottom line is that he went from a six, a school to a four, a school. Um, you know, sometimes we get hooked up in, you know, uh, I want to be at a six, a school. Well, good for you. Right. You know, just, just be very careful, uh, what you wish for sometimes. Right. Okay. So anyway, Jason Dorpler, uh, you know, was one of those guys. Right. Okay. At, at, uh, Muncie central, for instance, uh, that's in a four, a class also, right. Uh, a kid by the name of Kyle Padgett who went from Centerville, which was three, a, uh, to Muncie central. Mm-hmm. And he's one of the bright young stars. Uh, I think one of the bright young stars in coaching in the state of Indiana, right. Uh, close to us and back and, you know, close to Warsaw in the same conference, uh, John Barron, uh, left Plymouth after almost probably 20 years. Yeah. I don't know. Very successful. And and he went to a three, a school this year. Right. He went to John Glenn right down the road. Why? Well, uh, you know, I think, uh, there's a lot of reasons for that. Sure. We won't speculate. No. Okay. No, not and, at all. um, South Ben Riley, for instance, is another one. Uh, there's a guy named Derek Lee, mm-hmm. uh, who, by the way, was at Muncie central. Okay. Right. We mentioned Muncie central. He was at Muncie central and he came into, in the South Bend and South Bend's been a, uh, kind of a struggle for right. a lot of, a lot of, uh, coaches and uh, a lot of teams in South Bend school system. But anyway, um, that's, you know, that, that is the one that, uh, jumps out at me there. So of the four A schools, you had, uh, you know, you got four guys that, uh, have gone from one job to the other. Right, right. right. I might mention the the Dorfler, Jason, that's a, that's a, if you're from around here or Fort Wayne area, whatever, that's quite the coaching name. Uh, so he has quite a pedigree behind him. And of course, John Barron, who I know, and you know, uh, had a tremendously successful program at Plymouth. And, uh, you know, so all these guys that, you know, that's certainly a feather in their cap when they move on to whatever job and for whatever reason, and there could be uh, 10,000 different reasons. And I'm sure there are, uh, for these kinds of changes to take place, but they take with them that, you know, that key factor of experience which, uh, you know, it can't be replaced when they bring it into their program. Now, what's always interesting to me is can they take the same formula that they had before and apply it to their new school and new program and have the same kind of success? And that's always an interesting uh, thing to watch and pay attention to uh, with these coaching changes, I think. Yeah, and you can go right back to the top of the list, what we started with, uh, the relationship with the players. Oh, yeah. Uh, as far as that is concerned, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, you mentioned John at John at John Glenn now at 3A, and and uh, I mentioned Kyle Padgett at right. Centerville was 3A. Those were the two of the jobs that, you know, that were there. And, uh, uh, okay, uh, 2A, right. uh, 
there's just one uh, that jumps out at me. It's Eastern Hancock, which is interesting. Eastern Hancock's been a, been a school that's had a lot of success. Right. Um, and there's a guy by the name of, of uh, Patrick Echeverria, uh, who's been around the world a little bit as far as coaching is concerned. Right. He left 6A Indianapolis Pike. Right. And he went back to Eastern Hancock. Yeah. Okay. Okay. He had been there before, before. but okay. he, he went back there. So that tells you a little bit of something. Right. Uh, you know, well, about what what he's looking for. Right. Well, I think also, uh, you know, uh, thanks to our system, whether it's 6A or 1A or any of the classes in between, um, you know, when I the older I get, the more I just feel like, you know, yeah, the 6A guys, they've got a lot of people to choose from. they got, you know, big, strong athletes and all kinds of stuff. But you can go right down the line here. And, again, because of our system and the way we play for state championships and stuff like that, to develop a program, and I've told more than one coach this, that I uh, was an assistant with me or you know, knows me or whatever, and they're moving on to a head coaching job. Make it your kingdom. I don't care whether it's a 1A or a 6A school. It's going to be your kingdom. Build your kingdom. And I've been in situations where coaches have talked to me about, well, maybe I should move to here because it moves up into what four or five A class, whatever it might be. Well, that's all well and good. And if that's what you and your family want to do, more power to you. But if you once you've established your kingdom, as I call it, your uh, program, and it's a successful program, uh, there's nothing wrong with being there for you know 30 years. I don't think, and um, and we have examples of that, of course, across the state also. So anyway. Yeah, you know, people have done that. Uh, I was one of those guys earlier in my career where I went from a 1A to a 2A, and then I got to a 3A. That's right. when there were only 3A, right, right, uh, three classes. And uh, the uh, worst job of the three was a 2A job. Right. I mean, it was like, you know, a, a, as uh, our, your friend and mine, Kim Lonsinger, and I sat there and looked at each other. I remember the first year we were at Warsaw one night, <laughs> and we sat there and looked at each other, and uh, we said, what in the world are we doing <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you that's know, true. Yeah. Banging our head against the wall. So be, be very careful about, you know, what you're looking for. And, and, and I also want to bring up about that because – uh, Tim Lomsinger could have been an outstanding head football coach in the state of yes, Indiana. God rest his soul. Absolutely. But, Loved him. Yeah, we all he, did. He did not. He did not get that chance. Right. Uh, he took a job one time. That was not a good idea. Right. Uh, it was at Howell Military. And uh, even though he did a great job there, he was oh and two years, oh for two years. And he never got another chance right, to be right. a head coach. He so, yeah, um, that's a good don't example. bury yourself as you as you pointed out. Don't bury yourself, uh, you know, in that kind of a situation. Right. Uh, you know, yeah, because you, I mean, you may not recover. And in that, and Kim was one example of that. Outstanding coach, knowledgeable. I mean, he had a program. Well, he's a guy that was a student teacher to you that walked in the first day he met you and handed you his playbook, right? I mean, he handed you the whole yeah. show. I mean. That's amazing that this college kid comes in and hands an experienced head coach. Uh, here's my program, coach. This is how I would do it. I mean, that's just incredible that he did that. But anyway, um, it's for sure um, uh, a challenge to find the right school, the right fit for you as a coach. A coach. Okay. 
Yeah, that uh, that is incredible. Uh, it really is, as I think about it. And uh, you know, his uh, his outline and his organization and his plan uh, is in the hands of his son right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we gave it to him, and uh, it meant a lot to him. Sure. And uh, you know the the uh, the three ring notebook that he had put it in there was about forty five <laughs> years old when right. we gave it to him. Yeah, you know, sure. so uh, you know that that's a great that you know it's just another great part of what coaching football is all about. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, coach. Let's take a look at some other changes here. Pick the class wherever you want to go to. Well, let's go to let's go to the six A. Uh, we okay. can start with the six A because uh, Columbus North, uh, really good job. Yeah. Uh, Tim Bless has been there for a long time. And uh, he gave up that job. And uh, so uh, Tim Bless uh, left Columbus North. And Logan Haston uh, is now the head coach. Um, Elkhart, uh, you know, Elkhart went to a 6A school when they went back to being a one school, if you will. Right. And uh, John Shattuck uh, has left uh, Elkhart uh, High School. And uh, there's a guy by the name of Robinson St. Louis, right? Uh, who has had a lot of success at Peru mm-hmm. uh, at a 3A school, and uh, he now is the head coach there. Right. Uh, we already mentioned Jason uh, Dorfler at uh, Northrop and uh, Echeverria, Pat Echeverria at Indianapolis Pike. Right. So basically there's four jobs in 6a this year that have changed mm-hmm. right which is not unusual uh because they're first of all there's 32 schools in in 6a right so uh you know there, there's going to be less changes there and there's also going to be less changes there because that's where people aspire to be right right that's true so, also but um so we, yeah you got you, even again uh, because there's X amount of schools there. And, uh, you know, people that get those jobs, uh, if they tend to be successful, which in many cases they are, uh, they can stay on and be the head coach there for just about as long as they want to. I mean, as long as they're running a good, tight, successful program. And there's a number of those programs that you can, that all of us who know Indiana high school football uh, know what, who and where those programs are. So. Yeah, you also want to point out uh, here that, uh, you know, your main job, and I know a a principal along the way, one or two principals, uh, gave me the idea that, uh, hey, uh, your first job is to be a teacher. Right, exactly. Okay, it's not to be a football coach, it's to be a teacher, okay? And I always came back with, well, I will tell you this, the best teachers I've ever seen (laughs) are, are coaches. Yeah, Okay, because that's what you're doing. So, yeah, yeah, you know that's what you do every single day. Right. So, anyway, um, I think that's something that you know we need to look at. Five uh, A now, mm-hmm. uh, Anderson High School. Uh, a guy by the name of uh, Ron Qualls, who won a state championship uh, probably twelve, fourteen years ago at Heritage Christian. Okay, uh, there. And uh, there's a guy by the name of, here's an interesting guy's name, uh, Jared Pennycuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was talking with, and I, I don't know, was it uh, Phil Jensen? Yeah. It was somebody. It was somebody. 
that talked to talked to him about Penny Cup because they called him Cup. Okay, that was his name. Everybody right. called him Cup, and I don't know who it was. Yeah, but I'm anyway, not sure either. He's now a head coach at Anderson. Okay, um, Goshen in the uh, Northern NLC. Lake Conference as a new coach yes, and uh, you know the guy there yeah absolutely well tom wagaman who has come first of all the coaching tree on coach wagaman is outstanding come out of uh, east noble who had won a state championship with him being an assistant at that program he moved on to wall with c he took a program that was down and out and built it back up uh and no, uh, you know definitely did that hello yeah you're still there uh, but at any rate um then um from um, Wawasee, he went to Northridge, and Northridge, of course, uh, has become a powerhouse and a built-up program there, and now he moves on to Goshen to be the head coach at Goshen. So those are the three guys there, uh, are, you know, those are the three places that, uh, you know, uh, Coach Wagaman grew up through and every place he's gone. And if you look at these guys that do this kind of thing, he's successful. And uh, I, I'll tell you right now, um, I'll put money. I don't have a lot of it, but I'd put money that you were going to see a big change. It's going to take some time. It always does, but you'll see a big change in the Goshen uh, Red Hawk program. No question. Yeah. Kyle Park was there for quite a, quite right. a few years. Yep. He played there. Uh, was runner up as a quarterback for right. his dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so sure. anyway. Yeah. Uh, There's a tradition about, there. That's another thing right. that we haven't, uh, didn't touch on there, but I always look at schools when a young, if a young coach calls me and talks to me and says, what do you think about this school or that school? My, one of my first questions is, do they have a tradition? Uh, is there an element within that community that really wants to see a successful football program and have they experienced it before? If they have, then you got some uh, bedrock to build upon. I think, I think that's important. Well, we know for, uh, from a fact that uh, Goshen uh, won some games, oh, yeah. uh, especially in 1988. Absolutely. You'll recall there was a guy named Rick Meyer <laughs> happened to be a quarterback. Yes, I do recall. Okay. Yeah. All right. We got another one in Northern Indiana, Laporte, yes. uh, which is to me, it's a, this is, this is a, a pleasing situation to me. Right. Uh, because Bob James, who a long time assistant at Laporte. Right. Uh, just got the head coaching job at Laporte. Right. Uh, he replaces David Ortiz. Uh, but, uh, this to me, this is good. It's a good uh, job. You know, here, here's a guy. That, yeah. He's a you know, it's, it's got a lot of, it's got a lot of tradition there yeah. and, uh, you know, the, the old slicers, they've been around a long time. Oh yeah. And, uh, and here's a guy that, uh, has given his life 20, 25 years as an assistant. Right. And now he gets a job, you know, he gets a job and he gets a chance to be the head coach. Right. I, I just, I like that. Oh, yeah. uh, I think that, I think that that principal or AD, the soup, whoever it was is to be commended. Sure, I, really do. I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah. That's got uh, a, it's a it's a a program, uh, a school that has a proud tradition in sports, just g- generally speaking. And uh, for this, uh, for Coach James to take over and uh, be at the range there, that is that says a lot about Laporte. And it's going to be uh, again. I think you'll see a, some success come out of Laporte. And I'm not sure that it's going to take all that long time because they've always got good athletes up there. I think. Okay, uh, McCutcheon right. uh, has a new coach. 
McCutcheon right. um, has, through the years, had some success. They've been struggling oh, yeah. the last few years. Uh, Ken Frohager's been there, and there's a there's a younger guy named Josh Strasser, uh, who now is the head coach. And I know a lot about that program now because uh, a guy that we've talked to, a past president, Brad Smith, uh, that we've talked to, is uh, is going to be an assistant for him. Oh wow! Uh, and uh, yeah, and uh, you know, Brad is uh, has been retired. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brad's over 70 years old, but he, he's, he's convinced that, uh, you know, this is going to be a good, good situation. Sure. So, yeah. uh, so Josh Strasser gets a chance to do that. Right. And, um, uh, another, uh, close South Ben Adams just, uh, changed jobs. Uh, Antoine, uh, Jones has been there for a few years and, uh, now there's a guy, let's see, what's his name? Frank, uh, Kratzinski. Kratzinski. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know him. I, I right. But uh, anyway, uh, another chance for somebody in the South Bend school system uh, to get something rolling here. Sure, sure. Uh, oh, and uh, in the uh, Northern Indiana Conference. Right, absolutely. All right, moving on down and taking a look. Uh, we looked at, uh, you know, 5A. Um, we looked at that. Not much, I don't think there. But let's talk a little bit about five A, Coach. We did talk about well, some that of it. Well, that was that was five A. Yeah, excuse, excuse me. I, yeah, I meant four A. I'm sorry. And All we, right. We talked about Coach Barron. We talked about several coaches and that have made the changes there. And just didn't want to miss anyone. Connorsville, Justin Jackson is being replaced by Ryan Lynch. Uh, that's a familiar yeah, this, name. So yeah, this is four A. These are four A right. jobs now. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's going to be, what, 12, I think, 12 4A jobs that change. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, within that, uh, there's, there's there's some good, you know, there's some good programs that oh, sure. uh, have, have changed jobs. Um, Gary West, for instance. Mm-hmm. Okay, Gary West has been a um, at some time. Oh, yeah. Probably one of the best jobs in 4A uh, that changed coaching was Ron Colley. Indianapolis oh, yeah. run mm-hmm. you know, because they've been a head, uh, they've been a, a state champion, sure. uh, you know, for, I don't know, 13 or 14 times. Right. Bruce Cyphery, uh, is a guy that won the most there. Uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, a guy by the name of John, uh, Rodenberg, uh, came from Ohio, mm-hmm. uh, yes. and came and, uh, won the state championship at Ron Colley mm-hmm. and he, he's going back to Ohio. He, oh, okay. he, uh, him and his family, uh, wanted to get back to Ohio. And, mm-hmm. and so they have hired a guy named Eric Quinlan, uh, Quintana, I think Eric right. Quintana mm-hmm. and, uh, I, they'll win. Oh yeah. Uh, Ron Colley will win because yeah. that's, that's what they do. Right. That's exactly right. <laughs> That's true. Okay. So, um, all right. Uh, Indianapolis, Washington is another one. Uh, Steve Mormon, a guy that played at IU for us when I was down there, okay. has been there uh, in, in and out of uh, coaching jobs in the city of Indianapolis, and uh, he uh, he's given it up. And uh, a guy by the name of Tracy Pendleton, I think, is now going to be the head coach. So, right. right. Um, uh, looking down, there's a, uh, Kankakee Valley, KV, right. Kankakee mm-hmm. Valley. Um, there's a guy by the name of Kurt Kennedy, Wow, which is a familiar name in the region. You bet. Uh, coach, 
for years he was uh, at Lowell. Mm-hmm. Okay, he was down at the state tournament at Lowell, and yep. uh, he he's back, and uh, he's going to be at, at KB. At, yeah. uh, that's a game changer there. That's a game changer yep. with that guy there. He's good. Now, one of the storied programs in the state of Indiana at one time was Richmond. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Of course, Hub Etchison, we've Mm -hmm. talked about him over and over and over again. Absolutely. They have struggled. Uh, Tony Sensari has been the latest one. So um, now there's a guy by the name of Randall Kearns who's going to be the head coach at Richmond. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, South Bend St. Joe, I'll bring up South Bend St. Joe because they've had a lot of success. and there's a couple guys there. Uh, one guy's name is uh, Ben Downey, mm-hmm. uh, who had been a head coach at one time and then gave it up. And uh, uh, Witten, uh, Coach Witten, was at uh, St. Joe, and now uh, they've talked Ben Downey into coming back. So, right. Okay. You know the, the the Catholic schools are I don't want to say notorious, but right. um, you know because that is a uh, negative connotation right. that they are, uh, they are, it's, it's usual for them to have people there who are still around and who will step in and take, take over. Right. Okay? Right. Because, uh, you know, they, they, uh, that's just what they do. Sure. You know, I mean, it's, it's so important to them. Right. And, uh, you know, a lot of the guys that coach at that level, uh, at coach in the, in the, uh, Catholic, uh, schools, uh, they are really, uh, really there because they want to be a yeah. coach. They, Dedicated. they love the place because mm-hmm. uh, they don't get paid as much money. No, and, uh, that's right. You know, right. Um, so we, anyway, St. Joe, uh, St. Joe would be, uh, you know, another one another in the watch. Conference. Yeah. yeah. Um, did we mention? Uh, did we mention T.J. Newton at uh, Jennings County? Did you mention that? I didn't. Okay. I didn't mention it. That's we had down him, south. Yeah. Uh, we had him on the show. We talked to him, I believe, um, once. Um, I forget about what, but uh, we did. And uh, there's another uh, coach that's uh, going to bring some changes, I think, to Jennings County. Yeah. What uh, Jennings County is at North Vernon, Indiana, mm-hmm. which is way down south by Greensburg, where right. the trees in the courthouse. Right. So somebody said one time, why is North Vernon down south at South Bend up north? Right. That's, <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. But anyway. Yeah, I don't know either. Well, it might have been the St. Joe River. That might anyway. have something to do with it. Right. Okay. All right. All right. Let's move on down to, um, let's see, we got uh, Class 3A. We haven't right. talked. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the people that have made changes there. Crawfordsville has struggled. Uh, Crawfordsville, Indiana, the Artesians there in Crawfordsville. Mm -hmm. A guy by the name of Shabatella was there uh, probably 35 years ago and and won a lot of football games, and they have really struggled. So uh, there's a guy that's left there, Kurt Slichter. Uh, He's left there, and he's he's, uh, surfaced uh, back somewhere else, which – I'm not quite sure where, but uh, Brad Clark is now going to be at Crawfordsville. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fort Wayne Concordia is another parochial school. It's a Lutheran school, right? not a Catholic school, mm-hmm. uh, where 
they get uh, they get a guy back, uh, Tim Manigle, uh, who uh, was runner-up one year in the state a few years ago there, mm-hmm. got out of the coaching, and now he's back. Okay. So that's another instance. Uh, that's another instance of, uh, you parochial, know. Parochial school dedication yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Indian Creek. Uh, Indian Creek. In Trafalgar, Indiana. You ever been in Trafalgar? Uh, I do know. I uh, I've been there in Trafalgar one time because that's where the um, headquarters for the uh, uh, Future Farmers of America is. So that's I'll one reason done. I was there. Just so I, just okay. so you know. But anyway. Uh, anyway, Indian Creek uh, got a new coach, uh, right. and uh, is the guy that played quarterback uh, at uh, U of Indy. Uh, Recently, Casey Gillen okay. uh, was uh, was an assistant coach at uh, U of Indy, and uh, he got married. And his wife said, uh, "Maybe you ought to think about doing something else." Right, um, <laughs> and so he did. And uh, so now he's back and coaching. Right, and uh, his dad uh, he he's been with his father. Uh, his dad's at Mooresville mm-hmm. and has won a whole bunch of games there. Sure. And, uh, so anyway, Casey Gillen uh, has surfaced, right? And um, we talked about uh, you know John Glenn. Uh, there's right. boom. Here we go again. Right. Uh, Princeton, which is down south, down by Evansville, down there. Right. Uh, there's a guy named. Uh, there's a guy named uh, Eric Schneer, right. uh, who's been around Evansville for quite a while. He was a bossy. As a head coach, he okay. was at uh, Evansville North as an assistant coach uh, in the last couple, three years. Now he gets a chance to be the head coach again. And right. he, he's a fireball kind of a guy. He's organized. He's a fireball kind of guy. I just hope he makes Sure. I just hope he has success. Yeah, Because absolutely. he deserves it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's one that uh, should be near and dear to your heart. Absolutely. Purdue Poly. There you go. Purdue Poly. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, you know, it's like I say, it's a three A school, but right. uh, there's a guy named Dante Cook uh, who was a head coach there. Now it's Chris Chang. So, right. um, and West West Vigo, right? Uh, West Vigo is uh, Vigo County is Terre Haute, right? And uh, so uh, West Vigo is along with Terre Haute North, Terre Haute South. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Northview, all those people down there in the south. So, right. anyway, Jeff Cobb left the job, and uh, Aaron Clements uh, is now the head coach at mm-hmm. West Vigo. There you go. Okay, I see. Okay. Yeah, so go to two A. Right. We go to two A. Right. Uh, Forest Park. There's another you've never been to. Forest right. Park. At Ferdinand, Indiana, down close to Evansville, down there. Okay. Uh, a guy named Russ Fuchs has been there for a few years. Uh, Tony Riggs now is the head coach. Right. Uh, Mitchell, North Putnam. Here's one. Yeah. North Putnam. The, the guy that just got the job at North Putnam, and uh, they've had a lot of success. There's right. a guy named Scott, Scott Moore. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me guess. He's a younger kid, Scott Moore. Okay. His dad's name is Brian Moore. Okay. Brian Moore has been in coaching for quite a long time. Right. In the last place 
that he coached with Park Heritage. Uh, oh, wow. It's a fairly new school. It's a consolidation. Right. And he's going to uh, help his son. Uh, so that's kind of like a success story for me. Sure. Uh, because here uh, Brian Moore gives up his job and is now uh, helping his son and gets a chance to be at you know, with the families sure. and all that kind of stuff. So good stuff. Um, huh? Seeger, Herb King left that job. PJ Reagan uh, got that job. Herb King is now at Fountain Central. Okay. Fountain Central is a uh, a, jo- a job that uh, people have had success at through the years. Uh, a guy named Dale Hummer. Yeah, right. You know Dale Hummer. Sure. Yeah. He, bet. The cow. Yeah, he was at. Yeah, he was at DeKalb before that. He was at uh, Fountain Central. Mm-hmm. So, um, Joe Talley is from Tell City. That's right. Okay. I see that. And a long, and a long list. Uh, uh, there's a guy named uh, Mac Webb who just gave the job up. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what kind of relationship he has with uh, Malene Webb. But Malene Webb is the uh, new head coach at Tell City. Okay, but it turns it um, makes it you know gets me excited when I think of George Talley. Absolutely, obviously. absolutely. Okay, okay. Oh. So anyway, um, Wabash, uh, Whiting, Winnemac. Winnemac's another school that is kind of unique. Uh, you know, we talked about Tim Roth, uh, mm, who sure. was coach of Winnemac, and mm-hmm. you know, we talked about his son because of the two thousand one All Star Game. Right. Which, you know. They, MVP's named after uh, after uh, Tyler, right? Uh, and in Winnemac, John Hendricks, who coached for a long time, won a lot of football games. Mm-hmm. Went back home to Winnemac for two years, okay. and he's another one. Uh, he now is going to be the uh, assistant coach at uh, Carroll in Flora, okay? Because his son, son-in-law, his right. son-in-law. Uh, his son-in-law is the head, head coach, coach there. Okay. So he's leaving to go back to help them and be with the family. And sure. So, uh, you know, these are, right. You know, these are neat stories. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. And then Josh Burgess takes that head job at Winnemac then. Yes. Yeah. Josh Burgess. Uh, Tim is excited about that because it's very important to Tim that, that Winnemac, uh, you know, is successful. Absolutely. And, uh, Josh Burgess played for Tim Roth. Yeah. Yeah. So, sure. Uh, you, you know, go. so, yeah. um, then it, um, there's so many, you know, you talk about, we talk about how many stories there are. Oh yeah. Uh, and you know, I just keep throwing, I'm not sure anybody cares, but, uh, these are the kind of things that, that I think are really, Oh yeah. Really neat. Human interest. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I see Mark Hidalgo is the head coach at Whiting, replaced Brett Jennings, as I see here from your research. Right. Yeah. Whiting has had a lot of success. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, That's tradition here. Yeah. And a Wabash. Uh, Go ahead. Go ahead. No. Well, Wabash, uh, Ryan uh, Carmichael takes that job, and Adam Hanley was the former head coach. So uh, Wabash, the Apaches, have got themselves a, a new head coach. So, um, Let's jump down and take a look at uh, Class 1A, which, again, um, wrong, wrongly or rightly, uh, sometimes it's considered the beginning place for a 
a young coach uh, in a 1A school, and that could very well be true. Um, then again, as you've mentioned here in, in this particular show, we have examples of coaches that have coached at big schools that jump on down into the smaller schools and turn those schools into powerhouses for their class. So um, maybe that's what we're going to see with some of these schools that you have listed here where their coaching changes. Let's start with Attica. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to follow uh, these, this group of, uh, in the one a okay. this year and see, uh, you know, I'm going to keep track of, uh, you know, the, the one loss record and all that stuff. Right. Because somewhere along the way, there's going to be some young guy that's going to going to catch fire, and right. um, you know, is it's and someday we'll look back and say, uh, or somebody will look back and say, "Wow, you know, this is where he got yeah, started." That's where he started, you right. know, mm-hmm. you know. And Attic has had a lot of success right. uh, through the years. Uh, right now, uh, he's a guy that uh, Michael, Michael uh, Winters. Winners as a head coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just got the job. Right. Uh, we, you know, we talked about uh, Cambridge City Lincoln. There's a guy by the name of Phil Renforth. Right. Who for 10 or 15, 20 years was the head coach there, and he gave that up. So that's uh, a small school. Right. And uh, there's a guy by the name of Dan Caps who gets his shot. And, uh, it, it, again, uh, it's another story, if you will, especially guys that have been at the school for a long time. They get out, and now somebody else comes in and takes over. Right. That's a hard job. Okay? Yeah. Oh, sure. You know, it, yeah. whether you're, you know, a, you know to, to be highly successful at Cambridge City Lincoln High School is almost impossible. You know what I mean? I mean, it's almost right. impossible because year in and year out, you just don't, you just don't have the resources. Okay. Right. So, but anyway, this uh, field been there for quite a long time. So, right. You know, we'll see what happens. Right. Uh, maybe just maybe Dan's going to be the guy that, that uh, puts the stamp on it. And here we go. Right. Absolutely. Caston uh, made a change. Chris Ulrich is their uh, new head coach. He replaced Will Porter. Caston's another small school down there just a little bit uh, south and west of Rochester. I know a little bit about them. Uh, but uh, they always had – I've seen them play in different scrimmages and stuff, and they always have big kids. They're physically a big big people. I've, I've thought about that with Caston. So, anyway. Farm kids. Yeah, there you go. Out there, you know. Not only, you know, bailing hay, but eating it too. So, I mean, yeah. you know, they are big, strong kids. Uh, Clinton Prairie. Um, Raymond Jones is being replaced by Kirk uh, Schlickster. Yeah, that's and, uh, that's where uh, he he uh, he went. Okay. Yeah, he he came from uh, Crawfordsville. Right, right. He came from Crawfordsville, so that's you know one of the guys that. And uh, Raymond Jones is also. Uh, we'll see him on down the list here uh, somewhere, wherever okay. it is. Right. Okay. Good. Into frontier. Go ahead, you're yeah. rolling. Keep okay, rolling. all right. Uh, Cloverdale, Tom uh, Winders, Winders, rather Winders. Uh, he's replaced by Tyler uh, Lotes. I do not know either one of those gentlemen. Maybe you know a little bit about them, but uh, they're again no, Clover. Yeah, nope. Cloverdale's a uh, uh, struggling uh, always, and uh, uh, again, um, maybe there's going to be some success uh, found there. Not that they didn't have success before. There were certainly times that they had wins and that kind of thing, but. Uh, 
Uh, there's been a replacement there. Travis Brown at Covington. Uh, Ryan Cross will be the new head coach there. Travis Brown was a former head coach. Um, Eastern Green, again, these smaller schools. Uh, Roy Bruce was the coach. Travis Ray is now the uh, head coach at Eastern Green. Uh, Fountain Central, Ryan Hall is um, there, and that's Herb King, which you mentioned earlier, uh, is now the head coach at um, Fountain Central. So, Yeah, Herb that? King was at Seeger, and uh, he, Herb King's been around a long time. He's on the he's on the rating board. Okay. Uh, you know, and uh, he's been around quite a long time, and he just, he just an old, you know, he just, he just likes to coach ball. Sure. That's yeah. what he does. That's yeah. his, you know, yeah. that's his uh, lot in life. So sure. uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, right. At you know at Fountain Central again. Absolutely. And then Raymond Jones, as you just mentioned, he's showing back up as the head coach at Frontier, replacing uh, replacing Troy uh, Burgess, who, who moved yeah, on too. Sure. So. Yeah, Troy Burgess two years ago, three years ago, was at Evansville Central. Mm-hmm. And was in the state tournament, got beat in four overtimes. Oh my, yes, I in remember the state that championship game, sixteen mm-hmm. to ten, I think the score was. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and he came back to Frontier, and now he's he uh, gave that job up. So um, you know, they they they've had a lot of success there. Oh yeah, absolutely, some good athletes there. Park Heritage has a change. Uh, Dan Rector is now the new head coach there. Brian, he's replacing Brian Moore. Um, That's who I was talking about, right. Brian Moore, that is going to help his son. Right, yeah. right. And Rock Creek Academy, Josh Caldwell was the head coach there, and now uh, the new head coach, his name is Todd Bale. Or, yeah, Todd Bale is his name. So good luck to uh, Coach Bale at uh, yeah, Rock, Rock Creek. Rock, Rock Creek's one of the academies that uh, sprung up uh, – you know, along the way as we Oldenburg Academy and Rock Creek Academy and, right. you know, all Absolutely. those kinds of things. Yeah. yeah. Tri-County, Eric Davis um, is uh, no longer the coach here, and Jake West took that head coaching job. And then at West Dell, uh, which is down there by Delta, I believe, if I remember yep. right, uh, Ryan yep. Cole was the head coach there, and now Matt uh, Nichols is the uh, new head coach at West Dell. So. Yeah, so one A's, like I said, I'm going to track these. Sure. Uh, yeah, that'll be fun. I'm going to track these and see how, you know, things are going. And, right. uh, you know, I know this is kind of a disjointed program today because of all the names and right. everything. But, um, you know, if we have, if we have, have uh, you know, mentioned anybody that's going to jump out at us and, these are the kind of these are the guys that need uh, that need to get get themselves recognized, you right. know, Because hey, there's nothing like your first head coaching job. Right. Do you remember years, Dave? Your first head coaching job? Well, yeah, as a wrestling coach, certainly. And uh, you've got right. lots of questions, and you've got uh, you know you're learning. I mean, you just continue to learn, and uh, then being an assistant forever for several head coaches including yourself, uh, you learn from all of those people. So it's hopeful that these guys that are coming in or head coaches have had the opportunity to learn from their, maybe their high school coach or maybe their college coach, or maybe they've come from another program as an, from as, as an assistant and now are heads and that they learn. And that's what I would encourage all of them to do. And, you know, as we've interviewed, you know, dozens of coaches in the program over the past year and a half, 
Uh, that's one thing that I think is a major theme where they talk about all these guys, successful guys, uh, legends in Indiana high school football talk about learning and they continue to learn each and every uh, year, uh, new year, even though some of them have been coaching for, you know, over 30 years. So I right. encourage that with all these, you know, guys. I'm going to, I'm going to throw something out too, that I was going to earlier and forgot it mm-hmm. senior moment, but, mm-hmm. uh, there's different ways that you can learn. Uh, I'm thinking about my first head football coaching job. Mm-hmm. I learned from a guy with my old fraternity brother, mm-hmm. and I learned a lot of good things from him. Mm-hmm. And I also learned some things that I thought if I was a head coach, mm-hmm. I would change. Right. Okay. <laughs> so it was it was positive and it was negative Mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that. No. Okay. I mean, uh, you gotta be true to yourself and you, and you got, you gotta have your own kind of a plan and you gotta have your own program. So, uh, but I I just wanted to point that out that, uh, you learn, you learn, uh, positive things and you learn negative things that you, if I'm a head coach, I'm not doing that. Yeah. You know, and I'm the, not doing it. Yeah. So. And, and, you know, ultimately you need to put a stamp on the program that says, this is my program. This is my program. And, uh, the, again, that's all part of the learning process because all the successful coaches that we know, uh, you know, that when you talk, for instance, currently right now, you're going to talk about Warsaw football and my own experience there, Mark Curtis is a head coach and he is a coach that teaches fundamentals and he will run, um, the uh, flex bone right down your throat and then they'll play good defense and they got a kicking game too. So that, that's just his stamp. He know, or, you know, everyone knows that when they play Warsaw, that's what you're going to see. And I think all these young coaches, you know, want to put their stamp on their program and hopefully it's a successful formula for them. You know, something else that keeps things keep popping up on me. But sure. I think everybody needs, uh, a, a young coach, even an older coach, needs a mentor. Yep. They need somebody that they can throw things at. They can run, you know. They can run things by. Uh, you know, you, you need a mentor. Absolutely. And, uh, as you think about it, uh, again, that goes right back to positive things and negative things. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you know. You can't, you don't want to really uh, be a copycat, but right. us in coaching have been copycats forever. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. But like you say, you need to uh, develop your own philosophy. Sure. And if this is what you want to do, then you got to, you got to do it yep. and you got to stick to it. Right. And if you, uh, you know, I can remember when I moved down to, to uh, Newburgh, Indiana, and mm. Castle High School, and Doug Hurt became the head coach. Right. I can remember sitting there watching the first year up in the stands, mm-hmm. and uh, he was doing the right things. He was treating the kids right. He was mm-hmm. coaching them right. And, right. and uh, you know, I wrote him a little note. Uh, he says he still got it. I don't know if he does or not, but he says, and he makes me feel better. He still got mm-hmm. it. But uh, in that you know, you're doing it the right way. Right. Stick with, you know, mm-hmm. stick with, you've got a philosophy. Right. I don't, don't deter from it. Right. So, right. Because and, there, yeah, there will be dark days. We all know that yeah. there are going to, there'll be dark days. And, uh, 
that's where you depend on your staff and your family and the people that are really loyal to your program. Uh, that's when you really count on them the most. Circle the wagons, as Coach Shepard once told us. It's time to circle the wagons, and you will have those yep. times, uh, young coaches and old coaches. Yep. You'll have that time. So. Yeah, you know, you know, there's sometime there's going to be a time where there's only the inner circle is going to really believe. Right. Absolutely. And if you know, and uh, you know, I can remember you and I talking about it a couple weeks ago. <laughs> that you were around some coaches that are saying bad things about their head coach. Yeah. We won't mention any names, but certainly won't. it's like, Oh boy. Yeah. yeah this, uh, That's not this good. Not exactly. When you, no, when you got a, good. when you got assistants that are bad mouth on their head coach, um, my strong yeah. advice from is to get away from them as soon as possible and keep your mouth shut exactly. because that's not good stuff. That's bad stuff. Yeah. There you go. All right, coach. I think we're yeah. about there. Um, I don't have anything else to add myself. I hope everyone, it's a little bit longer show than we usually run, but you got a lot of different coaching changes. We want to make sure that we did get to mention uh, these people's uh, names. And of course, so we wish them all the best of luck as they start their new, new chapter in their football journey. And of course, coach Huber with his vast knowledge of all of a number of these different people, it's always good to have him to tell us a little bit about the background and the coaching tree of these, uh, these people that are involved in these uh, coaching jobs. So, uh, coach, that's all I got. Okay, that's all I got. I, you know, I'm just trying to just trying to think about all these young coaches that are getting. Well, I guess uh, Monday. Right. Uh, it starts Monday. Officially. Yep. You know, it's not. You know, it's not like the old days where. Yeah. August uh, You're just starting Monday. Yeah, because, yeah. Uh, they've been doing it all summer. For summer but, program. Uh, anyway, yeah. it's official. Absolutely. And, uh, you're right. Good luck to him. All right, Coach, yeah. let's talk for a moment here about some of the things that are going to come up. The next show. This next show, we're talking about the rating board, or what are we doing next show? We are doing the rating board. Right. Yes. 60, okay. 60 members of the rating board. And uh, uh, we are going to have, in a week or so, we're going to have a preseason poll come out. Oh, yeah. Um, the top 10 in each class, the 6A down to the 1A. Right. Uh and uh, these are the guys that vote every week, and uh, we'll talk about who they are, who they, you know, a lot of them have been six. What is there? Eighteen, I think, of the sixty. Uh, Eighteen of them are uh, new. Right. Okay. Uh, from last year. Sure. Now there's there's a few of those that have been on previously. A couple, three of them. Right. That have been on a rating board previously, just not last year. So. Right. Right. Anyway, 30%, 30, uh, 18, because that's uh, 6 into 18 is 3. So 30%, uh, 30% of them uh, will be new from last year, which means that we have 70% coming back. Right. And, uh, you know, most of them will be back at the same uh, class. Right. Uh, there'll be some that aren't. There's a couple that went from 3A to 4A, and it worked out. And, right. Uh, but uh, we've got these guys that have that dedicate, you know, not only their time for the for their school and uh, everything, but also time for everybody else as we right. ask them every week to vote right. uh, their their top ten and in, in their class. Right. So that's what we'll be talking about. Absolutely, lots of good things to talk about, and it's time to get excited, everybody. And I know all of you guys are out there because. Uh, uh, it's starting Monday. It starts and we're off to the 2022 season. And, uh, we certainly want to wish everyone the best of luck. 
Uh, keep uh, working hard and keep working your kids hard uh, and uh, respect them, love them, and uh, take care of them and, uh, you know, strive to make a difference in their lives like I know all of you guys do. So thanks for tuning in. Everyone have themselves a super-duper week, and we'll talk at you on the radio next week. Oh.